here we go, broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, on Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Eric Heidman. He's got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that. And of course, we'll be talking with Eric at the top of the hour. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, podcasts, and so much more. And you can vote in the Independent Blues Awards. Voting has begun now. In the meantime, I have got some great new music and some great new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave. Zans on her hip.
such a heavy cross to bear The past no longer haunts me It's time for truth or dare I know you're gonna miss me So keep me in your mind There's no looking back Gonna leave it all Seems right. It's time for me to go disappear into the night. There's no looking back. Gonna leave it all behind. country a long time ago when reading wasn't just for fags and neither was writing. People wrote books and movies, movies that had stories so you cared whose ass it was and why it was farting and I believe that time can come again. Both the one life is ours 
Down on sunset after dark in Hollywood in Hollywood There's shots of all kinds Followed by screams Down on the boulevard of dreams In Hollywood In Hollywood
moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues?
artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, 
Eric Heidman. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs. I can't deny 
from his brand new release and we got eric on the line right now hey eric how are you i'm doing great how are you richard i'm doing pretty well now this is the first time you've been on our show i believe um and i always like to get things rolling by giving our fans an opportunity to get to know who you are and the best way to do that is through your journey the story that you have up to this point so give us the story of Eric Heidemann. Well, I started started playing guitar when I was around six. Um, if you've heard of the video game Guitar Hero and Rock Band, um, that's kind of where I got my start. Um, you know, I was, I was spending a lot of time on that, that video game there. And my dad uh, basically said, you know, you could, you could become a real rock star if you practice you know, actual guitar, and um, ever since then, I've I've loved the instrument, and, um, you know, um, I studied jazz in college, um, did like a kind of a school of rock program growing up, um, but um, recently I've switched over to the blues um, more so than anything else, and um, I think that's 
my true calling as a musician is to be a blues guy. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about this new release. Um, you know, every artist, when they put together a release, they they get a, a certain, um, I guess, story or a pitch in their head. What would you tell someone um, about this release that would get them excited about listening? Um, this release um, features a lot of different styles um, of blues and roots music. Um, there's some boogie woogie stuff. There's some um, uh, like slow slow blues traditional stuff um and then there's like americana uh, a little bit of funk a little bit of rock and roll all that kind of stuff um i try to make my music interesting in the fact that it has you know different genres and different styles so it's not like you're listening to the same the same type of song over and over again okay now um let's talk about you as a songwriter because let's face it, a good uh, release always starts with good songs. When you sit right. down to write, what is your process that gets things going? Um, I usually start with um, a guitar piece, um, and then um, the song usually evolves from there. Um, you know, so I'll get get you know a riff or um, chord progression happening, and then. Um, usually the melody and the, the lyrics come after that. Um, I just usually come up with a melody without any lyrics in mind. Um, and then I kind of assess what, what kind of vibe the song is usually. And then, um, I start with, um, some lyrics and then that whole process goes by and I come up with something and then I change everything and morph it into something else basically so it's a lot of writing and rewriting okay now um a lot of uh songwriters have embraced the technology today as tools in their toolkit mm -hmm. whether it's you know the cell phone to capture ideas with the you know the memo pads or they have a home recording studio and they lay out a structure and then they write to that what are some of the tools that you have found to be indispensable to you as a songwriter? Um, I mean, I definitely use the phone recording. Um, that's just the, the quickest way for me to capture an idea that comes to my head. You know, um, I always have, you know, my phone with me just as everyone does these days. And so it's super quick, super easy, um, to use, um, and then I do eventually, um, I use Logic Pro, it's, you know, one of those tools for um, mapping out kind of songs and stuff. Um, I use Logic Pro to kind of create demos and stuff like that. So, you know, simple drum part, simple bass part, and my guitar part and vocals. Okay. Now, you know, there's a big buzz in the industry today about artificial intelligence, AI. Uh, Ed Sheeran, in an interview with Swedish Radio, had admitted that he had utilized some of these AI lyric softwares to help him write songs in the style of Ed Sheeran, um, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, so it's really become kind of an idea machine. That's kind of how he put it. 
uh, for songwriters. What do you think of this technology and these software, that the software that's out there that helps you do lyrics and melodies and even orchestration on on uh, on pieces? What do you think of that of this new software? I mean, I'm I guess I'm more of a traditional kind of guy, um, where you know I believe the best ideas can come from um, the person themselves and. You know, I don't try to rely on technology too much in the sense of, you know, writing um, like a musical idea or lyrics or something like that. I, I usually turn to other musicians. Um, I listen to, um, you know, a wide variety of stuff and um, just try to get ideas that way rather than, you know, from the AI kind of world of artificial intelligence and, you know, the whole computerized thing. I usually just try to, you know, take my experience and put it into words, basically, and put it into music. Okay. Now, you know, one of the toughest things for songwriters, especially new writers, is um, that moment where you have to put the pen down and declare the song finished, at least in the writing stage. Because we all know that when you go in the studio, it evolves. It even evolves after you record it and you take it out on the road. But you got to get to that point. What is, right. what, what is your quantifier? What do you do to determine when a song is ready to move from the writing phase into production? Um, I think, for me, if the song is exciting, if you're excited about you know, going into the studio to record whatever riff or, you know, part or the, the lyrics themselves and the melody and that kind of stuff. Um, if, if the artist themselves isn't thrilled about um, the song or the recording, then it's, that's going to, you know, eventually kind of get into the recording and you can kind of hear that they're not necessarily thrilled about what they're singing or playing, you know. So I think... Um, it has to be exciting, um, and it has to be refined enough to where you can go, okay, I can see myself singing this for the rest of my life, you know? Okay. Now, uh, let's talk about the studio a little bit, because having a good song, that's half the, uh, the equation. The other half mm -hmm. is creating its identity, its sound. And right. you, you were working with some three pretty big heavyweights here, Victor, Wainwright, J.W. Jones, and, of course, Dave Gross. Um, what did you learn about the process in the studio that that helps you going forward in finding the sound that you're looking for? Well, I mean, I learned a whole lot from those three guys um, just by being with them and recording with them. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is um, to have fun with with what you're doing. You know, you can sit there and analyze everything um, with a fine tooth comb, but if you're not having fun, then nothing is really worth it. You have to kind of take a step back and relax and just be be yourself and you know trust that you've put in the work and. Um, putting the work to um, have a have a great record and that kind of stuff. Okay. 
Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the lineup on this. Who's playing on it? Um, so Victor Wainwright is playing keys. Um, you know, just a variety of different keyboard sounds. There's some piano, some some kind of road stuff. Um, and then um, I'm on guitar and vocals. Um, and then Michael Bram is on drums. Um, he's with um, the weight band right now is who he's working with primarily. And then Matt Raymond on bass. Um, just a great, great guy. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about getting it out there. Uh, of course, once you get it recorded, you have to um, create the buzz. You got to get it to radio. You got to get it to press. You got to create, you know, the buzz around the uh, around that release. And you're working with Frank Rozak from Frank Rozak Promotions. Tell mm -hmm. me about that relationship. Um, I mean, I I called Frank up um, when I was looking for promoters and stuff and I had called a few called around to a few different promoters and Frank just had this genuine excitement about my record and he seemed uh really thrilled to work on it with me and um so just from there we've we've kind of talked about you know what the best approach would be to all that but I think Frank's just a great guy and he's really helping me out doing a lot for me so okay um now let's talk a little bit about the industry itself um we all know you know the consumer today has embraced streaming as a way to consume music um and you know, let's face it it's a it's it's a no-brainer um for 10 15 bucks a month you have access to pretty much everything that's been recorded in in the last hundred years Right. But the problem is, is that music has lost its status as a product. It's no mm -hmm. longer something to purchase anymore. It's now a service. They expect it on their phone. They expect you to be on Spotify. If you're not on Spotify, you automatically become irrelevant, which mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of a double-edged sword. Um, how has this shift in perception by the consumer affected you as an artist? I mean, I, I definitely notice that, you know, people don't want to, you know, buy my CD at shows or buy my, my records. Um, you know, they're like, oh, can I just stream it? I'm like, yeah, you can, but that also, you know, doesn't help me as much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's definitely changed the way um, I think people listen to music, too. I mean, I, I have a collection of vinyl. And I love listening to vinyl and I love, you know, the process of taking that out, you know, putting it on the turntable and then sitting there and listening to a whole record, you know, all the way through as the artist kind of intended um, the music to be heard. Now it's just so, you know, it's like a grab bag of different stuff. You can have, you know, this song from this artist and this song from that artist, which is cool. It's cool to be able to, you know, listen to, a bunch of different music. I mean, you are able to hear so much more stuff than you were able to. I mean, I wouldn't have discovered some artists without, you know, the internet and that kind of stuff. So there are pros and cons to that, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, 
And, and like I said, it's a no-brainer for the consumer. It's a great um, way to consume music. I mean, as of today, people are, are consuming more. The problem is is they're paying less. And, right. Uh, the way things are structured with the streaming services today, the independent artist is the one who gets the shaft most of the time. They've made deals with the major record labels, so they get a bigger piece of the pie. But, right. You know, the problem is the independent artist community is really what makes up a bulk of what is released on these platforms. I think right. the last statistic was over 200,000 songs being released a day on these services, which is a staggering amount. But if you think about it, these streaming services are not a sustainable business model. You cannot continue to ask independent artists to put up their content and not give them the ability to, you know, at least break even on their project, if it's good enough, of course. Right, If they're right. getting streamed. Um, you know, 200,000 songs a day, you know, it. there's a lot of people got to be listening in order to make everybody happy. But the ones that are gaining some popularity should be reaping the rewards of their uh, of their work. Um, what do you think needs to happen to kind of change that dynamic? Um, yeah, definitely. That definitely makes sense. I mean, as an independent artist myself, it's, I mean, I look at <laughs> revenues from, from streaming and it's just, it's kind of disheartening, <laughs> um, to put it lightly. Um, I think people have to, not, not necessarily consumers, but, um, sort of the, the streaming services and all that kind of stuff. I think there needs to be a, a reevaluation of, you know, who gets paid what and why, and, you know, it should be more of a even kind of distribution of the, of the, um, you know, streaming service, you know, I mean, you get, what, point zero 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 one cents per every stream as an independent artist, and I'm sure, um, you know, bigger artists get more of a chunk of the, chunk of the pie per stream, you know, so I feel like if there was more of an even distribution of, of the, the funds in that way, that might help. Well, you know, I've been watching um, the evolution of streaming, and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I go back to the days of vinyl mm -hmm. and, you know, the uh, uh, and, and I've watched the digital revolution as it progressed. You know, I mean, you know, we started with LimeWire and uh, Napster, you know, where everybody was file sharing and everyone said, oh, we'll never get rid of that. It's, you know, it's it's all over the Internet, you know, and, you know, along comes iTunes and they say, well, you know, 99 cent downloads. And by the way, you can buy our iPods and you can keep all your music here and take it with you and yada, yada. Then everybody said, oh, my God, Apple's in the in the game. They're not going to give up the music business. They are going to dominate forever. Well, along comes Spotify. And, you know, who, who walks around with an iPod now? You know, it's it's a it's yeah. dead technology. So, you know, we know that no matter what comes along, there is something on the horizon that's going to take its place sooner or right. later. And the same thing is happening with streaming. 
And one of the technologies that I think is going to be the next thing is going to be um, uh, is going to be um, this new technology that is based on the blockchain, which is the uh, same technology that uh, cryptocurrency uses to secure itself. And there are streaming services that are built on this blockchain. Uh, Audius, uh, Emanate, um, Audio Locks, uh, all these new streaming services. And the advantages of these streaming services over what's happening now is, number one, they're decentralized. In other words, mm -hmm. no company can own them. No person can own them. They're owned by the fans and by the artist. They are the ones who control the platform. As opposed to, let's say, Spotify, where the owner of Spotify is making more money than the top 10 artists that are on his platform. That's terrible. The yeah. second thing is, is they're saying that it only takes 20% of the incoming revenue to run this network. So the other 80% is going directly back to the artist. So it, it could be the technology that moves us away from a traditional music industry into a world where the artist has more control, not only of where his product goes, but how it is monetized. Right. What do you think of that as a potential for the future? I think that would be that would be great. Yeah, I mean, just you know, with everything comes you know the change of learning and all that stuff. Um, I mean, the change of technology is so quick these days. Um, I think everyone's used to that kind of hustle and bustle of the technology changing. So I would be I would be open for that for sure. Okay. Now, I've watched this, I'm watching this uh, this technology, and there are other things that are happening as well that are also based on this blockchain technology. Uh, one is this site called uh, Royal.io. And what they're doing is they're allowing artists to create these NFTs, that are uh, represent a portion of their streaming or their publishing royalties. And uh, one of the rap artists utilized this site and he made enough of these NFTs. And I think they, they each one represented, I think, 0.015% of his streaming royalties on two songs. And he made enough to cover one half of each one of those songs on his new release. And he sold it to his fan base and was able to generate almost $600,000 in upfront income. And in addition, he now had almost 3,000 fans that had an economic interest in making sure that his music is streamed. Okay? In addition, these things are traded on an open market. So once you buy one, you can resell it later on down the road. But now right. we'll get a commission on all the resale of those NFTs in the future. So it's constantly generating um, income. It's almost like buying stock in a song. Right. Um, and it's controlled specifically by the artist. What mm -hmm. do you think of that as, as maybe a replacement for record companies where 
you go to your fan base to help you generate the um, the revenue needed to do a project or have them invest in in their favorite song. Right. Well, I mean, I I kind of did the Kickstarter thing to help fund my album. So, in a way, this is this is a sort of um, different way of funding that would, you know, be less of like a Kickstarter thing, more of like an investment um, on the part of the consumer, you know? So I think that would be very interesting to see. Yeah. I, I think it, I think the future is, is really got a lot of promise, especially for the independent music community. Now, yeah. The other, um, thing is that we we all know that the pandemic when it hit a lot of artists went up on the internet and started to do live streams started to work their social media to stay connected to their fan base to keep themselves relevant um, during the pandemic and as the months turned into years they had to get more creative with the type of content that they were putting out and they started to realize that if you gave your fan base the kind of content that you normally would get through like reality shows that you treated the internet like a broadcast network um, that the fans really gravitated to that. They want to know their artists. They want to know them like they would if they were on a personal level. They want right. to have that, that inside track. Uh, what are some of the things that you are doing with content and social media marketing that's helping you advance your brand as well as promote this new release? Well, I mean, I've I've done some some uh, like sort of live stream um, events. You know, um, back in 2020, I did like a a live stream i had a my previous release at that time um and i did like a live stream and kind of q a kind of thing so i think doing more of that stuff definitely would help um everything and i mean i i play a lot of shows and do a lot of that stuff so i have that connection with fans through that um and then you know certainly having that personal connection on social media, um, that's one of the things that it can be good for, is having a personal connection with fans and um, artists. So I can, it's just a great way to to get to know each other. I mean, I'm always, you know, commenting on people's posts and, um, you know, liking what they do and, you know, all my fans and that kind of stuff. And always, always keeping up with. Um, you know, who, who's liking my stuff and always make sure that they feel special for doing so. You know, I don't, I don't take my fans for granted and I, I really appreciate, you know, everything that they, they've given. And, you know, I, I just had an album release show actually um, a couple days ago and, you know, it was great to see, you know, all the fans that I've made through social media at the show um, as opposed to, you know, people I've just, you know, met, um, playing. So I had, you know, a group of social media fans and a group of regular fans, you know, who, who found me at bars and clubs. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. 
Uh, it's been a yeah. real pleasure talking with you. And uh, we're going to give everyone out there an Indie Blues double shot from your new release. You guys are going to love this. Just turn it up loud. Screw those neighbors. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> Said we could all be friends We'll just take their innocence And forget where we've been Fifteen years old They were just kids in the hell they win So much more Because what you presume Could never cause such gloom Yet they lay in that tomb Calling out the names That were gone too soon In the howling wind So much more
gonna rock these shades Gonna scream my name Make you shout now, honey Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
boyfriend got drunk and didn't behave? Well, she got mad. His friends all called her a bitch. And I said, hey, darling, them wasters, they all got their own shit. That finger that they're pointing at you, they got three fingers on their hand pointing back at them, too. We all got weeds in our garden. Life sure is a mess. It's easier making fun of someone else, I guess. This is Grania Duffy, I'm an indie blues, and you are live from the Midnight Circus. I'm just a woman, I need you to understand. Oh, won't you help me, baby? Won't you be my sweet man?
will and then you won't You say you do and then you don't You say let's go and then let's not You say we're good and then we're shot First it's one thing then the other I think I need another lover First you're in and then you're out You say you're sure then you got doubts We're headed in the right direction But you just got this one exception I don't see how we can recover I think I need another I need another This is a gift on my daughter's wedding day. 
storm's coming. You can just pull up your shows, curl up in a duvet, maybe even draw up a bath and see where the night takes you. That sounds real nice. script 
Give them what they came for, kid Just play the hits Oh, I just feed them my lines I'm just a player and it works every time Oh, I just feed them my lines Feed them my lines Feed them my lines Works every time, yeah Feed them my lines Feed them my lines You'll do just fine Feed them my lines Feed them my lines Yeah Works every time Feed them my lines Feed them my lines You'll do just fine
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. Try it like this. and six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. 
Hit it.
Sometimes I guess there just aren't enough rocks.
cufflinks to your three-piece suit. You got a pocket watch and wingtips in a Cadillac coupe. A house on the hill with a great big note. Credit card payments you can never flow. No sense. And you got no sense. Got no sense down in your body. No sense up in your head. Is hanging out in the hottest clubs in town. Yes, you're trying to find a woman to show off all around. But you ain't got no cash, and man, your credit's getting thin. You'll never find a woman with this awful mess you're in. No sense. Man, you got no sense. Got no sense down in your pocket. No sense up in your head. A country girl and make her your wife No sense Man, you got no sense Got no sense down in your pocket No sense up in your head Yeah, yeah Got no sense down in your pocket No sense up in your head
Thank you very, very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank it that's my show for tonight i hope you enjoyed yourself i hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did and remember all of these artists that i played on this show are out there right now touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. 
You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on this show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Doctor things left home with my friend. I gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just fought somebody. I mean, found it funny. I got knocked in the head, man, by old friends. I lied.